have found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom, discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Yeah, that's true. You found us. You found a more podcast. Welcome to this week's podcast. We are week number three. I mean, come on. Week number three already. Already? Yeah. I mean, it just it just keeps flying by so fast. It was like last year. We, we started the first one, and all of a sudden, we're like, uh, 20 later, we're still doing it. Um, well, if you have been looking for more to make your week better, you have found it. So congratulations on your search. We're glad you're here with us as we talk about more things that uh, impact our lives, not just what we see on the news and TV, but also how God impacts us. And that's what we talk about here. Uh, well, in studio, finding time in his busy schedule, the angler of anglers, two-time nominated bass fisherman by his own family pastor gary is in the studio hey welcome back all right man you're getting ready to take off to brazil yes we leave tomorrow morning at uh, 4 a.m 4 a.m and you're going to be heading out to um do some fishing with fishermen but also helping them build coolers right yes actually we're building a large refrigeration unit uh so we're going to go to a a group of people, a tribal group of people down in Brazil that fish every day for a living. Wow. And uh, they'll be able to, you know, keep their catch in refrigeration at this point after after our trip. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Plus, I mean, how often get do you get to take a mission trip and go fishing every yeah, right, day yeah. while you're doing it? Right. This is like your dream uh well, your dream mission trip. I was gonna say vacation, but it's not gonna be a vacation no, at all. You're not gonna be working at all. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be hard work. Everyone's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, about my collapsible pole that hopefully will fit into my backpack. <laughs> that seems to be a trend with a lot of people. I've heard a lot of them getting these uh, collapsible poles. Now, these fish that you're fishing, are they going to be able, are you going to be able to handle that with that kind of pole? You know, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if, if, if they're catching fish bigger than what the tackle that we're taking, hopefully it'll just supply us well with, yeah. with what we need. But uh, yeah, we, a couple of guys and I are taking some of our own little gear and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm sure uh you know most of their fish have big teeth oh so yeah <laughs> i'm gonna buy those pliers those really long pliers to try to keep oh my, my fingers out of range now you're gonna be fishing not in the amazon right i i don't know exactly yeah but it's wherever you're fishing is not gonna be in, like michigan fish correct yeah you're yeah. gonna be fine we're not some, gonna be bringing any perch yeah no uh these are gonna be some <laughs> serious fish uh josiah um He's uh, getting ready to uh, head out. I talked to him the other day, and uh, he's he's all anglered up, man. He's got the shirt and the, everything. He's ready to go. Um, well, also, you've heard another voice here uh, with Pastor Gary, the only man who says he can live on cereal if the apocalypse ever happened, as me, Pastor Alex. I'm here. Which would be your favorite type of cereal if you had to live on it every day for seven years? Yeah, it would be um, probably uh, Raisin Bran. See, I like old man cereal. No kidding. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'll eat that and shredded wheat and that kind of stuff. I don't know why. I just always like that stuff. <laughs> Never been a sugar cereal kind of guy. Really? Unless unless it's the the Reese's uh, peanut butter. Every uh -huh. now and shows up in my house, and that okay. doesn't last very long. Okay. But I have this bad habit. I don't know where I picked it up at, that I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, mm. and I have to have a snack, and I don't know why. Okay. It's been a bad habit that I've picked up, <laughs> so I'll get up and uh, make a bowl of cereal and uh then we got problems, but, uh, so yeah, I'm excited for you guys to head out to, uh, Brazil. Um, you're going to see that big statue of Jesus probably at some point, I imagine. Well, I think we fly into Sao Paulo. Uh, that big statue is in Rio. So, um, I'm not sure we're going to see it. Oh, you won't see it? I don't think so. Maybe they'll take you on a little tour or something. Yeah, that's even... Farther it, away, you think? Yeah, um, Brazil is a lot bigger than people imagine. Yeah. You know, it's like half the size of the United States, so... Uh, oh, you know, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, uh, it's the largest country in South America, but um, you've got, um, you know, some people were concerned because uh, Brasilia, which is their capital, um, was having some political problems. Yeah. You know, we're like eight, 10 hours away from there. So there's, won't even be, yeah. Yeah, there's not, not an issue. This is a really super large country. I know Amy was telling me that they, uh, it's still a yellow, which is okay, mm -hmm. but <laughs> I don't know what the color scheme says, but I guess yellow is okay for right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens. That was uh, coming from, I guess, NATO or something. Okay. 
Um, so I wanted to uh, kind of touch base with your your sermon. It got me thinking okay. a little bit in the beginning because uh, on Sunday you mentioned the quote from Jesus that red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow, which is a popular yeah. quote out of... Yeah, out red of, sky yeah. at night, sailor's delight. Right, that's how we say it, right? Yeah, yeah. red sky in the morning, sailor's take, take, take warning. warning. Yeah. Right. Well, um, and yeah, it, was, it was really fun. I had a person come up and say, oh my gosh, that's in the Bible. I yeah. didn't know that. And I was thinking about that. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, we say that we don't know have come from the Bible. And so I wanted to just talk about a couple of them because it's just, it's amazing. It's impressive to me. Um, But I wonder how many people know that there are a ton more quotes like that, that we use every day uh, in everyday life from scripture. And it's not just Christians that use it. People all over the world use them. Um, One of the things that I thought was interesting is that I've heard, I've heard my boss say this to me a few times where he'd say, you know, a man after my own heart. Yeah. You've heard that term before? Sure. You know, and that's taken out of 1 Samuel 13, 14. Um, and uh, if you're going to look up the reference, because just to prove that it's in the Bible, but a man after my own heart. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a nice thing to say when you you want somebody to know that while they're, they're really thinking the way you're thinking kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, the other one that I had, was escaped by the skin of my teeth. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've heard that. Is that in the Bible? That's in the Bible, Job 19. Okay. Yeah, it's actually the phrase, uh, depending on your translation, it's a phrase that Job uses in Job 19 about making it, making it through all the garbage that he made it through. I used it often with some of my relatives that would be like, you didn't brush your teeth You've got skin on your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my wife says that she calls them sweaters uh-huh. when people don't brush their teeth and they get like <laughs> last night's food on there. Yeah. But you've escaped by the skin of my teeth is actually in the Bible. Wow. Yeah. And then the, the other one, the last one I got is from Isaiah 40, 15. Now, this is one that I've heard a lot. It's just a drop in the bucket. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that one is Isaiah 44. 40 verse 15 it says behold the nations are as a drop of a bucket okay yeah so somehow we've taken uh a drop in the bucket from that passive scripture and applied it to everyday conversation have you heard any other ones that you think are from the bible not right off the top of my head i know i was trying to think of some other ones that uh that we've heard of um uh you know jesus talked a lot about time and a lot of things that we we use sometimes in our conversations but yeah if you just go through the bible you're going to find some Interesting quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, on the list that I was looking at, there's over 21 quotes wow. that are used today mm-hmm. in everyday life, business, conversation, whatever. So it's amazing how much uh, the Bible would, would impacts the, us. Uh, three-stranded cord is not easily broken. Would that be one, or is that just two? No, that I mean, that's used a lot with, uh, you know, actually, I heard heard somebody use that okay. in, in a speech about their business. Okay. And I can't remember what it was. It's like a tech company talking about three strains. And I don't, they didn't use the reference as a scripture reference. They just mentioned it as, you know, a sense of security and, and strength as a, as a company. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if they even know. I know the um, United Nations has the um, Isaiah passage where they'll beat their um, guns or weapons into plowshares. Yeah. That's right from scripture. That's right from scripture. Yeah. They, I wonder, I wonder if they even give a reference. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have to look that up. Probably just, they just probably say it, you know, they've yeah. heard it from somewhere and use it. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there's so many, so mm. many quotes out there, you know, uh, some of the old Testament quotes, eye for an eye, yeah. you know, yeah. I've heard people say that before, you sure. know, um, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we've got the Bible all over the place. People don't even realize it, you know, it just kind of shows up. Yeah. It is awesome to think about it. I mean, even Congress uses terminology that's, that's from us. That just, it's so cool. Well, we're going to take an identity break, and we'll be right back. Hey, you want a s'more? S'more what? No, no, you want a s'more. I haven't had anything yet, so how can I have some more of nothing? You're killing me, Smalls. When hiring a contractor to tackle your next housing project, you know you should hire someone who knows what it takes to make it exactly how you dreamed it should be. With over 25 years of success, Schottenmeyer Construction brings the know-how to tackle new or existing projects. That's Sean Meyer Construction. Sean Meyer. I just, you got to say it like that. Oh, Sean okay. Meyer Construction. Yeah. Yeah, you can't make it sound like it's a wussy thing. I mean, the guy, all those guys in construction, Joe and Carter and all them, boy, you know. Yeah. I, I, I talked to them and they're, they're like, you know, in the middle of winter, putting up houses. Yeah. 
right I'm outside like, in the in the elements all winter long. There's no way I would do that. Yeah. I mean, I, oh my gosh. And you know, when the wind's blowing so hard and then those few weeks where it was like below zero, they're out there putting up. I'm like, man, that is not the job for me. I would be the first one to say, you know what? I don't think this is for me. You like being in this nice, warm, cozy studio. I do. I do. There's there's a reason why, you know, I took the, the path I did in life um, because it wouldn't be very good the other way. Um, well, current news in Harbor Light, we've got some things that are coming up. Uh, of course, we mentioned the Brazil missions team uh, is leaving at four in the morning. On Thursday. On Thursday. Mm-hmm. Today's Wednesday that we're yep. recording, but mm-hmm. Thursday four in the morning and um my wife's like are you gonna take me and i'm like well yeah because i need the car so i'm gonna have to get up and take you uh so she's like yeah well you're not gonna make her sleep in her office well i'll be sleeping in her office that's what's gonna happen yeah i said good thing you got a nice couch in there because i want to take a nap before i start my day uh but yeah i'm just so impressed uh with these these trips that she's planning Mm -hmm. um you know i can't uh really I talk about the other ones because I've been sworn to secrecy yeah. on the other ones. But I, I'm just going to say. there's a lot of buzz already. A lot of a little, buzz. A little information got out there and there's already oh my gosh. a stir of people really looking forward to 2024. I know. Uh, you and me both, right? Yeah, uh, we've absolutely. got our names on the list already. I told yeah. her, I said, do not take my name off that list. <laughs> uh, but then you also got uh, the trip coming up for Alaska. Yes, this summer. Yeah. I, you know, she was telling me the price of those stinking tickets mm. to go from here to Alaska. Okay. It's in the same country. Mm-hmm. They're like 15 or $1,600 right now. Oh, wow. I'm like, what, what in the world? You're going from Michigan to Alaska in our own country. Yeah. It's almost the same price as going overseas. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the gas prices. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they put in those planes or whatever, but yeah. rocker fuel. Um, we also have uh, somebody that everyone knows in the church, Hunter, mm-hmm. is uh, coming to uh, end your end time series Yeah, uh, this coming Sunday. He's going to be talking about what again? He's on uh, persecution. Oh, that's a good topic, right? Yeah, that's a really, really good topic. Um, it's going to be, it's really going to be challenging. Uh, he and I communicated a little bit already, and he's excited about the opportunity to be able to share. I bet, yeah. And, uh, you know, this is the one particular challenge that we see in matthew 24 that comes with a promise right those yeah. that uh, endure for the cross and endure for jesus will be super blessed oh yeah um the rest of them kind of on your own <laughs> yeah right yeah, no. <laughs> yeah persecution is one that we don't like to talk about much in the church yeah but it is on the horizon now when we talk about i mean because obviously he's gonna be preaching but you obviously studied the subject yourself um when we talk about this persecution i mean are we talking about the fact that Christians might have to deal with some of that. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. is, um, you know, if you're if you're just having a hard time in life, um, you know, even even maybe some racial issues or things. That's not that's not counted as persecution, right? Um, we're talking about doing it for Jesus Christ. You're right. suffering because you're one of His followers and all of that. So the persecution is always associated with your claim. That yeah. you're a Christian. I mean, you can yeah. be persecuted for other things, but the the one that we're focusing on is because of your faith in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna separate the the men from the boys kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, you're gonna have to really make a decision, and uh, you know that's one of the things that's gonna happen. Jesus talked about it many times in his parables about separating those that really believe and those that just kind of hang out. Yeah, and you think about the fact that uh, Jesus owned disciples. Yeah, you know, uh, Judas took his own life. Of course, they left eleven. Yeah. All 11 of them suffered persecution. 10 of them died because of a martyr's death. And uh, only John, the beloved, the one that wrote the book of Revelation, is the only one that lived. But he was. Uh, they attempted to boil him alive in oil. He survived it. Man, that must have been a great life to live after that, I tell oh, you. I tell you. Yeah. Crispy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crispy and hanging out. Mm-hmm. And they put him on a, an island, island of Patmos. Yep. And he just hung out there and, and had the revelation and did all that stuff. You know, I'd, I'd definitely be praying for God to say, you know what? Come on, take me now. Because after all that, you know, but yeah. God used him for a while to get the book out. And Absolutely. So it's it much needed. But uh, persecution, yeah, yeah it's going to come. And unfortunately, um, it's you know, we see it even happening now in the world we live in uh, today. I mean, we see people being persecuted for their faith. Um uh, there's a, a newsletter comes out, um, the, the book of martyrs, but I can't remember what they call it. Martyr something mm. martyrs, uh, newsletter or something, but they talk about how, mm-hmm. uh, people are being persecuted right now for their faith and what they believe. Yeah. So it's starting even now we're starting to get the, the process started now, but it's, it's going to get, uh, more and more. 
you know, uh, we have the um, mass shootings that are happening. Yeah. Of course, Columbine was, you know, they, all of those students that perished in Columbine were asked, deny Jesus or die. And they didn't deny him. And so they yeah. were killed. So, um, yeah, right in our own country, right in our own country, years and yeah. years ago, already setting precedent for what's going to happen in our future. Yeah. And it's something that, uh, you know, I guess we, sh- we should be aware of, but at the same time, like we've been talking about through this whole series, that it's not something that we should be crying tears over and being, you know, hiding ourselves in our closet somewhere, but it's something that we should embrace. You know, uh, Jesus says that, you know, it's a beloved thing. Blessed are those who face persecution for my name. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not something that we should be walking around going, God, oh, great, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, an, a mark of our commitment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to go through it. I can't remember if it was Paul that said, you know, he suffered for me. This is one of the greatest privileges I have to be able to yeah. suffer for him. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's, it's hard to put your mind around that, wrap your mind around that. But at the same time, I mean, what greater thing can you do than to uh, put yourself out there for Jesus and then face that kind of persecution? So Hunter's going to be bringing that to us. Uh, you know, he's kind of a lively little uh, dynamite. Yep. So he'll have uh, we'll have a good time with him uh, as he shares. Uh, but we also have something interesting happening in the building. Uh, school's getting let out for spring break. Yeah. So it's going to be super quiet while you're gone. That's, yep. I, I guess I wasn't tracking very well when yeah. spring break was and somebody asked me and I'm like, yeah, a couple of weeks maybe. And they're like, no, it's, it's this next week. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll be gone while I'm going to Brazil, I guess. Yeah, for spring I break. <laughs> That's what we said. We said that in staff meeting, like it's a spring break getaway for, yeah. for people to go to Brazil. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, if you want to spend your spring break, spring break, uh, you know, fishing or going and doing that stuff. That's, that's a fun thing. But I I know just by you smiling right now that you're, it's going to be great. It's really going to be great. (laughs) It'll be a spring break that you will remember for a lifetime. Um, and so that's uh, pretty much all the, the Harbor Light news. Do you, do you have anything else that you're trying to think of that you forgot? Oh gosh. Um, not that I can think of. Yeah. I I can't either. My mind's really kind of focused on finishing up the things from this week. Um, you know, I remember, it's kind of fun. I remember my dad, uh, our founding pastor, when he would get ready to take a trip somewhere, you wanted to avoid him for at least a week before the trip yeah. because he's got so much on his mind. He's trying to get everything wrapped up and taken yeah. care of all those details. You just wanted to stay away from him because it wasn't going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, now I have such a respect for him now oh, that yeah. I do the same thing. And, uh, you know, you're leaving all your responsibilities and duties as well as home, you know, things, yeah. uh, but you know, praise the Lord. We have a young lady who uh, is renting our basement. And so she's responsible for putting wood on the fire. Oh, so keep things house, warm. Yeah, yeah. Keep the house warm while we're gone. Uh, in, in case you didn't know, uh, Lisa Kay and I, uh, wood heat is our one and only yeah. source of heat at our place. So, um, you know, having this young lady live in the basement there that, uh, it's going to be a blessing, but you know, lots of details to take care of. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not grouchy and you know, all that, but yep. A lot of stuff on. Well, you know, uh, you, you'll probably uh, be uh, not having a lot of sleep when you, you know, get <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, taking off and then being in a plane for, I don't know, however long. I got one of those little things that you put over your eyes while you're on the plane yeah. to shield out the, the, the light. Hopefully okay. that will help. Um, yeah, you, you hope, right? Yeah. Unless you're not sitting next. See, the problem is every time I go on a plane ride, I always sit next to the crazy person in the plane. That wants to just yak it up the whole wants time. Wants to yak it up or tell me about their <laughs> life story. Or, you know, and I'm, I'm like falling asleep. Because usually when I get on a plane, I have uh, I've taken medication to calm my nerves. Uh-huh. So I'm not even in that conversation. And they're just going on. It happened to me when we went to Mexico. Uh-huh. I was sitting next to this lady and she just starts in the middle of a conversation off her phone onto me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, where are we? What, what are we talking about? You know, uh, years ago, I went to Brazil with uh, one of the guys from our church here and on a mission trip and on the way home, it's like a 12, 13 hour flight. And we were doing it at nighttime on the way home. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, our plane wasn't super full, but you know, there was, there was a few empty seats, but I'm stuck in the seat uh, next to the window. And the guy behind me, he had his whole row by himself. He's so he decided he was going to try to sleep. Yeah. So he's kicking the back of my chair all oh night. Oh, my gosh. Finally, after, I don't know, three, four hours of him kicking the back of my chair, I just stood up and looked at him. I said, you, you kick that one more time? Yeah. I'm coming back there. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to give you The guy that was with me is like, Pastor Gary, you need to settle down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I get it, you know. Oh. The other thing that I hate is when I sit behind someone who has long hair, inevitably, they will put their hair over the seat onto the screen if I'm watching a show or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, one time it happened and 
I just kind of respectfully moved her hair to the side. Uh huh. But apparently I got it kind of wedged in between the screen <laughs> and the seat. So when she stood up, it pulled, you know, and she yeah. looks at me like I did something wrong. And I'm like, hey. Hey, I was just tying it. In yeah, that's all, that's all I was doing. Yeah. I could have braided it, you know. I know yeah. But yeah, those kind of things are fun. So I've never been able to sleep on a plane. <laughs> and uh, so I came back from Korea one time by myself. And um, I don't did I ever tell you this story. So no. I've never slept on a plane. I need to sleep because as soon as I land, I got to perform a wedding back here. Oh, my gosh. And um, so I'm flying. I'm getting ready to fly from Korea. And um, so a friend of mine had an ambient, which is one of those uh, oh. help you sleep. Oh, but, no. But the little warning on the box says, you know, you can walk in your sleep or talk in your sleep yeah. or whatever. But um, so I took that. And um, I drank a box wine on the plane with it. And I told the person next to me, wake me up when we get there. Yeah. I'm telling you what, 13 hours later, he kind of gives me the shake. I woke up. I slept for the only time on a plane. From an ambient. From an ambient and a box wine. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, 13 hours straight. I'm not too sure if I, you know, was walking (laughs) up and down the aisles, helping the pilot fly. I have no idea what happened Uh, while I was out. That's so funny. (laughs) I've I've heard some funny stories about people taking ambient, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not something you want to take unless you're for sure that you need to take it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, I'm not one. advising doing that, but, um, no, in, no, 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 but in, it does work. Yeah, it does my work. Situation, it was needed. Um, yeah. So p- flying is not always a fun thing. I mean, I, I never seem to end up on a good <laughs> because Think about the Peru trip. Our, one of our last trips, right? They got yeah. stuck an extra five days. I know. I know. Time I, to go, you know, time to spare, go by air. That's, <laughs> that's what I told my wife. I said, you know what? This better not turn out to be another Peru trip. Yeah. I said, because I can't handle you being gone again for five days. Extra. Extra, yeah. I mean, food's running out for me. The you box know, of cereal is gone. The box of cereal is gone. <laughs> She's like, just go buy some more. I'm like, it's not, that's not the point. The point is, I don't want to be eating it if I don't have to. And after living with your cooking for 30 years, I said, I don't want to live with that anymore. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys. I'm, I can't wait to hear the stories coming back. We've been hearing some amazing testimonies from these business trips. Yes. Yep. So healings, uh, yeah. people, people really being used by God powerfully to impact other lives. It's just been great. Yeah. Mary Lou shared her testimony. What was the last Sunday? Yeah. Mary Louise, Mary Louise. Sorry. Yeah, yep. Shared her testimony this last week. It was beautiful. Yeah. I love, uh, the work that the video team's doing, putting those together. It was yeah. great. That was, I a, really feel a real strong passion that, uh, our testimonies, um, you know, our bragging on God and our witnessing, yeah. all of that is going to be one of the things that helps uh, believers overcome in the end time, as it says in Revelation chapter yeah. 12, verse 11, right? And they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So I am I am passionately uh, in encouraging people to share their, their testimonies and do it on video so we can encourage everyone with it. Yeah. So, yeah, she did a beautiful job. How, you know, she mentioned in the video how old she is. Yeah, 79. 79, and she's going on these missions trips. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, if you're young and you're like, I don't know if I should do it. Mm -hmm. uh, Somebody 79 years old is going. Right. And finding an opportunity and a purpose for their their life, uh, ministering to people all over the world, which is just an amazing thing. Um, But still, it doesn't give me enough. Uh, to doesn't encourage me enough to get on a plane. I'm okay. just not doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's take an ID break and we'll be right back. Are you looking for more? Well, then you found it right here on More Podcast. Stay tuned. Looking for a go-to eatery that has awesome food? Well, Paper Station in downtown Harbor Springs is sure to have your next favorite. From their signature station burger to the golden crispiness of a hand-dipped onion ring, enjoy the flavors that make this a must-stop today. Paper Station. It takes time and know-how to build your dream home. Why not consider waterfront property management and builders to make your next property a reality? Your dreams, your way, that's a waterfront team promise. Located in downtown Lansing, Michigan. While we're doing our brand new thing that we've added to our roster of things we do on our podcast and that is the harbor light bible trivia and we've had some winners so far that's fantastic yeah ben budnick uh linda murray and pastor amy really yeah 
she wrote in and gave us the uh, answer to the uh, Rahab. I tell you, Pastor Alex, I believe it's the swag. It is the swag. It's the I stuff know. that we're going to be giving away and the big prize at the end of the month, I think, is starting to pull people in. Okay, so before we get to our newest question, okay, the the question, the answer to the last question about what did Rahab lay over her window to let spies know? Yes. Was a... Scarlet cord. Scarlet cord. So, yes. um, and we... Pastor Amy got it right. Mm-hmm. She gave us the reference. So, okay. Yeah, wow. She was on it. Super bonus. Super bonus. And so she wants some swag. I told her I'd give it to her when she comes back from Peru. She didn't want to deal with it before. Okay. <laughs> She's just packing everything. Yeah. There's no room left in her office. There's no, yeah. Her her office is like a, a way station for she everything. She and I were joking around yesterday when I handed out the offices when we brought on a bunch of new people on staff. Yeah. She got the biggest one. She got yeah. the biggest new yeah. office. And uh, some people are kind of giving me the, you know, hey. Yeah. I'm like, trust me, she's going to need it. Yeah. Right? I knew I knew what being the outreach pastor here at Harbor Light was going to entail. And her place is about four feet deep of, you know, craft supplies and missions, yep. you know, all kinds of stuff going on in her room. So All the suitcases. Yeah. The- she was super blessed and uh, that she got the, the largest office. Yeah, there. I, don't, I don't want that office after yeah. seeing all that stuff that comes in. Uh, she actually said you keep trying to put your stuff in there. Well, a couple things, a couple things. You know, I, I, you know, she catches me though. Uh-huh. You know, she usually catches me. Uh, so our Bible trivia has been taken off pretty good, but we have, you know, we've been talking about getting our own swag here for a while. Yes. Tell something me what that, we got, man. Something that we have always thought, you know, we need to have for us like t-shirts, or whatever, but we're starting it with something pretty awesome. Okay. Which is a Bluetooth speaker that is bamboo. Okay. And that's what our big prize is for the end of the month. Okay, a bamboo Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, we're, we're going to give away. At yeah, the end of the month. Okay, it's, it's so cool, and it has our mug shots on the front of it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're right on the front. Right on the front. This is like true. Oh yeah. Podcast swag. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I won't even tell you the value of this speaker, but it's it's a good speaker. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good speaker. So now, if you win this. You can place it at your office, put it on your desk, and then people will be like, "Who those people?" How far away can you put this thing? Uh, I think it's within like 33 feet, I think. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, I mean, you could be away from it for a while. And, and the best part is, is you can also use it to talk on your phone because it has a microphone in it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. We spare no expense here. Wow. With the swag. I mean, this is, you know, we're going to do a t-shirts eventually, but, uh, we're talking about doing t-shirts with uh, pastor Gary quotes on them, but this is going to be yeah, the yeah. bomb. How far? How how long will the charge last on this thing? This is about eight hours. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so you can listen to it. You know, on the you know we were talking about where you could take it. Take it to the beach, the office, right? Uh, you know, wherever you need to listen to the podcast on a plane, on a plane, yeah, in a, in a train, in a train, yeah, yeah, oh. all kinds. <laughs> While eating green eggs and ham. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but it's uh, it's pretty cool, and it has the the more uh, uh podcast logo on there, so. Uh, it's definitely. Are we going to have a, a picture have. of that on the website so people can go and look I'm at it? I'm going to put it on the on the Facebook page. Okay, so people will be able to see it. And uh, I'm definitely thinking that more people are going to call in now because yeah, what happens is is when you answer the question right for the week, uh-huh. we put your name in the drawing for for the big prize. for the big prize. So so how many names are in there so far? Right now we have four four names. So you got names. a one in twenty five percent chance of winning this yes. Bluetooth speaker. So it's the odds are good for you right now unless. No. We now, can you, can you, um, can I, can I answer the question right every week and get my name in three, four times? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think that's legit. That's legit. Yeah. So if you answer it every week, then we just keep putting your name in there. Right. So it ups your odds. Yes. Yeah. I like that idea. Okay. So let's do that. So every time you answer correct, your name goes in it again. I like for, it. Yeah. I like it. So I think that you're, you're going to like this. So once we put it on the line, you're going to see this awesome Bluetooth speaker. You're going to want it. And, uh, you know, it's just a great advertisement for the more podcast because people see it and they're like, what the heck is that? And then you can tell them about, well, listen to these two uh, crazy guys on, on podcasts that talk about stuff that happens in the Bible and in our church. So it'd be worth it. I okay. think it'd be good. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> and you get to look at our faces every day. Wow. And you can wow. Get, well, hey, this is, this is a Christian way to put it. You see our faces on there. That means you pray for us. Mm. That's a good thing right there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of like a prayer reminder along with being a Bluetooth speaker. Okay. Yeah. And uh, apparently we can set these things up so it only plays our podcast. It doesn't play anything else. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So what you do is uh, to answer this question, you send it in to Harborlight Bible Trivia at gmail.com. Harborlight Bible Trivia is all lowercase. You don't have to make anything special with it. But it's Harborlight Bible Trivia at gmail.com. Send me your answer and how we can get you your swag because you do win a prize if you get it right, even before you do the drawing. And um, we have a lot of sponsors that obviously you hear that we play through the um, the program, and uh, they give us a lot of cool stuff. I mean, yeah. Should we tell them some of the stuff that we've gotten sure, here so far? Sure. Absolutely. All right. So from uh, Wilson Insurance, we got some really cool uh, hats, both beanie style as well as the old stocking cap style. Yeah, I mean. Well, we just gave one to, to Ben Butnick, and he loved it. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. I mean, it's got the uh, Petoskey stone in the shape of Michigan on it. That looks awesome. Yeah, how can you not like that? Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Joe Sear, who's given us a bunch of uh, sweatshirts. Sweatshirts. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking we're not talking skimpy sweatshirts. I mean, That's these right. are some serious sweatshirts. Thick, yeah. nice. That they use to take out when they go to work. And then Sean Meyer Construction gave us some hats and beanies. Okay. But also... He gave us four uh, gift cards to Petoskey Cheese. Petoskey Cheese. Yeah. Okay. I think everybody knows where that's at. And and I don't know if we're allowed to do this or not, but, you know, Sean Meyer is a cheese smoker. Yeah, he, he does. smokes cheese. So he knows his cheese. Yes. And uh, he's... His smoked cheese is yeah, excellent. It's unbelievable. He does yeah. all different kinds. Usually you'll you'll get a tasting of it when uh, Kim does a, a pottery event. Okay. Yeah. I'm part of the open house, you get part of the open house. You get some samples of the cheese. It's nice. it's really good. Nice. But he gave us four Petoskey cheese um, gift cards that nice. we can give away too. Nice. So uh, one of those could be yours, right? If you answer this question right, we're you know I'm I'm just I'm excited about all this stuff coming in. Yeah, this is great. It's hard for me not to like say, oh, one for you, one for me. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't I don't do it though. Yeah. I don't do it. You know. Yep. Uh, you know, I guess because I, I work here on the podcast. One of I my guess favorite I scenes from a movie, or maybe it was Little Rascals. I guess it was Little Rascals, right? One yeah. for you, one for me, one for you, two for me, <laughs> yeah, one right. for you, three for me. Yeah, there you go. That's how I count. Mm-hmm. That's how I count. <laughs> uh, my wife does that in her house. Uh, usually I'm the one that doesn't get much more than just the one. So it's fun to have opportunities to do that. Okay, so here's the Bible question that you will answer right and turn into harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. Pastor Gary. What is this question? And don't forget, you got to give us the reference as well. I mean, that's bonus. Okay, right? bonus, yeah. But who died after being eaten by worms? And I'm using that because we're going to Brazil fishing. Oh. But uh, who was who is, um, eaten by worms? Who was eaten by worms after they died? Yep. They died Ooh. by being eaten by worms. Oh, yeah. Who died? Yeah, okay. That's not good. That's not good. That's not a good way to go. No. But it's somebody that you know. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's an easy question. Uh-huh. If you think about it, if you've read the Gospels, you'll definitely know about okay, this Okay, so you're getting a little hint of where to look. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm trying to help them out okay. just a little bit. That's if you good. look at the Gospels, you'll find this reference. But it is uh, somebody that you have heard of before. So if you have the answer, uh-huh. send it to Bible Trivia at, or tr- Bible Trivia, what did I say again? Harborlight Bible Trivia at gmail.com. Harborlight Bible Trivia at gmail.com. Okay. And give us your answer. And you will, if you give us the right answer, we'll automatically get swag. And then you'll get your name put in for the unbelievable Bluetooth this, speaker. Let me tell you, this speaker is so cool. Everyone on staff yeah. wanted one. Oh, yeah. And so um, I made a promise at the staff meeting that everyone on staff gets one of these bluetooth speakers oh yeah it was great it's i can't wait till they come in yeah they're actually going to be here march 28th okay so you'll be gone when they show up all right but i'll have to send you a picture but yeah i mean this is uh, so awesome cool i'll try it out to make sure that you know it's nothing wrong with it and everything but Mm -hmm. yeah uh but it's worth it so you're gonna want to do that and then also be prepared because even though we have all this swag eventually we're going to have pastor gary quotes t-shirts yeah. That'll be showing yeah. up soon. Okay. So be prepared for that. We're working with our vendors right now, which is basically Pastor Matt. Okay. Who's helping me figure out mm-hmm. how to do that. But he has all the connections when it comes he to He has t-shirts. all the connections when it comes to t-shirts. He knows all he's got his guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get those I done and get guy. them up there. I know a guy. He knows a lot of guys <laughs> when it comes to that. Stickers and t-shirts. Talk to Pastor Matt. Okay. All right. So that is the question. Uh the question again is who died after being eaten by worms? And uh I'm just going to say that it's somewhere in the Gospels, yeah. so you can look for it there. But write your answer to Harborlight Bible Trivia at gmail.com. We're going to take an identity break.
We want you to know God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. This is More Podcast. Well, has the winter done a number on your beautiful floors in your home? Well, Hamels Flooring, with their expert touch of Cliff Haas, is sure to have an answer for you. With a large exclusive collection of carpet and vinyl flooring, your floors will look better than new. That's Hamel Flooring here in Petoskey. You know, don't settle for insurance that won't cover your toys, home, or auto. There's a reason that Wilson Insurance is an industry leader in Northern Michigan. They're not in the business to sell insurance. They're in the business to be there when you need an agent most. That's Wilson Insurance. Petoskey. So we're going to be talking about our subjects that we bring up on Sunday. This is a segment we call Bible Talk. Uh, we're really on, what are we on, their fourth, third? We're on the third week of a four-week series talking about the importance of thinking with an eternal perspective. I always want to say internal, but it's eternal, <laughs> which uh, means becoming aware of how close we are to the coming of Christ. And uh, we entitled this series Anticipation. Uh-huh. Um, and so this week, we are going to talk about the the recaps and some of the things that uh, have been brought up so far. And then we're going to get into the heart of the message for Sunday. But it's important that we go over these recaps because each one of them is builds on the other as we get to the, the, the one that we're getting into this week. And then it'll help with uh, the one that Hunter's going to be bringing up about persecution this coming Sunday. Um, so reminding us about a few things, Pastor Gary brought up uh, in the beginning of his message about the recap uh, of saying things that he's already talked about. The first one was the signs of deception or an apostasy that's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, that's coming, and it's really already here. Um, and he quoted out of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 2, which gives us a bleak view of what's to come. And in that, just a summary of it is that in there, people are going to be turning away from the truth, capital T, not just any truth, but the truth, Uh, deceptive spirits, demonic activity, having more control on people's hearts and minds, Uh, people becoming more hypocritical and lying with no care or concern, and people living life with dead consciences, which all that just sounds so bleak. Um, When you talk about these things that are happening with the apostasy and stuff like that, uh, we mentioned in the first week, it's just becoming so apparent Mm -hmm. now. Yes. Um, Where where have you begun to see this happening uh, more and more uh, within our culture, you know, even within their churches, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so we talked about how um, we're watering down the truth. Churches yeah. are trying to to fit into culture, and uh, so they'll continue to water down the truth or redefine uh, words and meanings and uh, teachings of the Lord. And um, and then so that's a that's a definite sign of that apostasy. And then another one um, is just this um, idea that. Uh, that the work of Jesus wasn't for your salvation. Yeah, uh, the blood of Jesus had no effect upon you. That's kind of the latest one and uh, super alarming. But uh, we're definitely seeing uh, the church uh, drift away from the truth that's found in the in the pages of our Bible. Yeah, and we actually, you know, like you just mentioned, uh, we see the truth, capital T, being replaced more and more with uh, what we consider pop psychology. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, five steps to this, three steps to that, you know? Yeah. And it has nothing to do with scripture. It has more to do with uh, us having uh, a part of making it happen, making it better. Self-help, right? Yeah, self-help. Yeah. Isn't it crazy go to a bookstore? And I mean, it's self-help. You get, you know, aisle after aisle after aisle. Yeah. Uh, uh, and all the books are basically the same thing. Just try harder. Right, yeah. Right? And uh, yeah. and it's still not working. So, yeah, we need we need the work of Christ in our life. And I, and I think, you know, we talked about this um, happening with the program you started, uh, Free Life. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference with that, I think people don't always realize, the difference is it's not a self-help thing. Right. It's understanding that Christ has to be the help. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's a big difference. And so when people are thinking about what we do here as though we're buying into this idea, we're not. It's a totally different thing. It's very Christ-centric. And uh, people need to be aware that that's not what we're ever saying. 
yes. uh, within this this church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that the power of Jesus has to be the freeing, freeing aspect of what's going on. And um, unlike some of the things that are happening within the community, uh, especially in the church, people that call themselves uh, a church, uh, they really preach a, a, their own gospel. It's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's their own gospel, and it's all about, like you said, self. Yes. Yeah, so when you, uh, you know, free life, one of the big things that happens there is you realize that you're the beloved, that yeah. Jesus loves you so much that he sacrificed everything for you to help you get, you know, set free from those hang-ups, hurts, and hindrances from your past, and that uh, you can have that intimacy with him that all of us deeply, you know, really, really want inside of our lives. And so free life helps you be able to do that. Yeah. And, um, but it, it's the work of Christ, yeah. not, not our own work. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And I've, I've heard you say that many times from the podium that it's definitely the work of Christ within us. Um, you know, we can try our best to make things happen, especially when we have people come here from addiction recovery. Uh, you can tell yourself all the great bumper sticker quotes out there, but that's not going to change you. It's only through Holy Spirit working in your life. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, some of the things that I was interested in that passive First uh, Timothy was this deceptive spirit and demonic activity. I think we're seeing that more and more in subtle ways. It seems like a workup to the big time where he's going to just come out and say, yep, it's me. Uh, but we see the subtlety in, in movies and conversations and activities of, of people saying that they believe in scripture, but they really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting is um, I remember back in the election period where the governor of New York said she was a staunch Christian and at the same time was a proponent of abortion. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, that is, that doesn't make any sense. That's exactly. an oxymoron. Yeah. It uh, doesn't make not, any sense to me. That's not just New York, buddy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. It, we Our see more. says the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it seems like we're seeing more and more of that happening within our culture and people act like it's not a big deal. Um, one of the things that I was uh, reading about the other day was the United Methodist Church ordained their first uh, transgender preacher mm-hmm. who actually wears drag in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what is going on mm-hmm. with our culture? Again, this deception, you know, these demonic activities happening within our culture. Uh, then we talk about people becoming more hypocritical and lying with no care and concern. I mean, we see that happening blatantly uh, within our culture today where people just uh, don't really care anymore that they're telling lies. They don't even care they're getting caught. They just say them anyways, right? Yeah. You know, um, the scripture says that uh, in the end times, we're going to see people who um, they won't have any love. You know, if you're not being loved by the father, yeah. you know, then you, do, you can't love others. Right. Yeah. And so they don't have that love of the father. So therefore they can't give it to somebody else. And so we're just seeing the evidence of that. And it does seem super bleak. Yeah. Right. And, um, but one of the things I want you to know is that when the world gets darker, our light gets brighter. Yeah. Right. Amen. And yeah. Uh, the light always overpowers the darkness. And uh, so you're, you as a believer are now um, on the stage to be able to deliver the, the message and the love of Jesus Christ in a super powerful way. That's so contrasting to the darkness in the world. Yeah, and it does. And we hear testimonies all the time from people in our church where they make that stand or make that declaration. Pretty and much just anything you do in the name of Christ is going to have prof- you know, a profound impact on people just oh, because yeah. how dark it is. Yeah, it's very, very evident. Uh, the next thing you brought up was the sign of declaration, which is this idea of evangelizing the world. And uh, I, I'm really, I'm with you on this where we talk about how we're seeing more and more people uh, finding the gospel is becoming more and more uh, possible for you know everyone around the world to hear the truth. It almost seems like regardless of where you live, uh, you're going to find someone talking about Jesus or hear the message. And that's taken out of Matthew 24, 14, where you talk about that being one of the signs of the time. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, uh, my daughter sent me a video clip from um, Stand in the Gap event that took place about 26 years ago in our nation's capital. Okay, 1.4 yeah. million people went to Washington, D.C. 1.4 million men went to Washington, D.C. to, to repent yeah. uh, to the Lord for the way that we have uh, conducted ourselves as men, as husbands, as fathers. And um, I'm telling you what, uh, things like that are happening yeah. and will continue to happen. And we are still living in the wake of... And, and the effect of yeah. some of those things, like the Jesus movement from the you know Jesus Revolution yeah. movie that's out there right now, uh, the Stand in the Gap event, uh, just incredible things that have happened in our heritage, even in our own lifetime, that we're still riding that, that wave. And yeah. um, I think it's just going to continue to pick up speed and power um, as we continue to declare Jesus Christ in the, into this broken, fallen world. Amen to that. And then we're also seeing revivals happening 
uh, all over the place. And what that really does is it's not necessarily uh, to get people excited about just being Christians, but usually revival drives yes. people to go and share. Mm-hmm. So whenever we see these movements popping up, these revival movements, it's not just a revival of that person's individual faith experience. It's a, really a call by Holy Spirit to go and share. And uh, so I really think that all these revivals are, you know, bringing up a generation to go share the truth. Mm-hmm. And and it's great to see all these young people uh, that are college age and teenagers that are going out and sharing their faith. Yeah. You know, what's happening right now with the little mini revival, you know, we've got going on on our college campuses, right? Yeah. That's just so, so wonderful. And um, I think that uh, there's a number of people that I spend time with that they're, they're saying, listen, I can feel it in the air, yeah. right? Something is happening. There is a change that is in process and it's only going to pick up speed. I think this, uh, the birth pains, mm-hmm. as we're taking a look in this series, that birth pains become more frequent and more intense. I think that the movement of God and yeah. the power of Holy Spirit is going to happen more powerfully and more frequently. And uh, so anything that, uh, anything you see the enemy doing, it's always a copycat. It's always a counterfeit to what God is doing. And I believe that that gives us a hope right now that we're a part of something yeah. super fantastic. I agree. I mean, you're going to see signs and wonders happen too. Uh, one of those things that happens in a revival is you're going to see people being blessed by Holy Spirit. You're going to see people being healed. Absolutely. All these things that Jesus said, greater things you will do in my name, mm-hmm. uh, definitely is going to start happening within this, uh, within the church, within people that are sharing their faith. And and we actually do see this happening even now. I mean, uh, I just was sent a video from uh, a church group in Africa where they had a outside revival meeting and, and thousands of people in that, that region came to hear the message of Jesus and people were not only just coming to hear the message, they got healed. Yeah. It was just amazing to see that happen to me. One of the things that you just said, and it just sparked it in my heart right now that we've seen different revivals over, you know, the course of the past hundred years in, in places on like the continent of Africa. Right. Um, what I, here's what I'm feeling in my heart right now, as we're looking eye to eye across the yeah. table from each other. Um, I believe that there have been revivals in the past in Africa, revivals in different places. Right. Yeah. And, uh, people will give their life to Jesus, but then they'll just slip right back into their old way of life and their own yeah. ancestral, um, heritage, you know, that pagan, whatever it might be. And yeah. I believe that today what God is doing is he's saying, I'm going to give you a chance now yeah. to give your life to me. Okay. Now re- repent from all of those things do not return right. to you know ancestral worship and those kind of things. Let's break those idols. Let's let's cast those idols down and go one hundred percent full out for me. Yeah. And there's been criticism throughout our history where Christians came in to different cultures and and um, you know and that and then we called people away from from evil demonic worship. Yeah. Okay. And we get criticized for that. You know that we destroyed people's cultures. Yeah, let me tell you what we do not want a culture of death and right. war and plague and all of those things. And so I believe what God is doing now is we're going to see a revival of people who are going to give their lives to Christ and they're going to turn their back on their former ways. Yeah, and they're going to follow the Lord 100. percent And then then we're not going to have to have another revival in Africa and another revival in Africa because the number of people that have been saved in Africa, the continent of Africa, actually outnumbers the number of people that are in Africa. <laughs> yeah, right. It's because yeah. they continue to get saved over and over, but they're returning to their old former lives. And it's time to break that, move away from that, break down those idols, and let's see us go full on for Jesus. Yeah, and and, you know, I think that's, uh, I'm into that. I mean, because we're seeing it happening in the U.S. Uh, It seems like as the pressure is getting ratcheted up as far as our faith values, because I I think we kind of sat back for a while and said, you know, this is a Christian nation. You know, we're found on Christian principles. That's not the truth anymore. Mm-hmm. That is not what we are. I mean, you see the the way the government forms laws, the way the government is acting, <clears throat> the way the, the culture is acting. We're moving farther and farther away from what we were founded on. And so I think all those pressures began to start moving in on us. And, you know, uh, that's one of the great things that we read in some of the prophets about how that pressure helps us become more like what we should be. And, and I think it's a good thing. We're starting to see these uh, young generations, even even the, the adults, older adults that are coming back to the faith and saying, this has got to be more than just, you know, I show up to church on Sunday. Yeah. This has got to be my life. This has got to be my experience every day. And uh, I, I think this is that's an exciting thing to see happening within the United States. Absolutely. I, I see it coming. Yeah. I see it coming. Well, the, so the declaration is a part of the things that are signs. And then uh, last week you, you had a, a great one, which is signs of war and threats of war. Um, yes. And I thought it was kind of funny how you, you uh, 
you were talking about how this is an exciting message and everybody should be excited about it. But then we're talking about all the stuff that's happening. Um, so basically what you said last week is that we're going to be, begin to see more than at any other time wars breaking out against nations. Uh, it would be easy, you know, kind of to think that we are, are seeing this fulfilled today, but what we see is mild compared to what will be. Uh, the Bible describes this ramping up of wars, like you mentioned earlier, birth pains, more frequency and intensity in war. Um, and, you know, we've seen a lot of wars or read a lot of, about wars in history, but it's going to get more and more, mm-hmm. more than we've ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, kind of give me a little bit of insight into that. Well, I think you're going to just see um, one piled up on top of each other. And um, there is some strong evidence that you're going to see more and more uh, wars that aren't just taking place between this nation and that nation. It's going to be a you know a coalition of nations against each other. Yeah. And so like that world war that we've experienced two of in our history, yeah. right? You're going to see more and more of that type of activity. And look what's happening right now. Okay. China is 100% helping Russia go against Ukraine. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. um, NATO and, you know, some of our, we're backing the Ukrainians. Okay. And so it's a coalition against a coalition. Yeah. You're going to see more and more of that. It's going to start stacking on top of each other. And there's going to be so much of that going on. Um, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. Right. You're not yeah. going to be able to keep track of who's doing what and for what reason and what, what alliances are over here. It's almost like the evidence of what takes place in the Middle East. Yeah. Right. So we know the Arabs hate the Israelis, right. And mm-hmm. the Israeli people, the Jewish people are, are God's chosen people. And they're on this little strip of land, 294 miles long, and it's only you know 20 miles wide. And everyone wants to blow them off the face of the planet. But right. the Arab nations hate each other. Right. It's yeah. a tribal thing. Yeah. Right. And there's so much going on there. When you sit down and try to work out a world peace or a, a peace plan in the Middle East, yeah. it's so complicated, not just because everybody wants to kill Israel. Yeah. Right? It's because yeah. everybody wants to kill each other. Yeah. You know, and that's demonic forces at work and the evidence of that. You're going to see more and more of that kind of stuff where, hey, this is a coalition against this nation, against that nation, but then this nation hates this nation that they're in alliance with. And then, th- then they're actually brothers with somebody on the other side. You know, yeah. it's just going to be chaos. That's what we're talking about. And, you know, you're right. It is a dynamic, uh, dynamic, demonic uh, influence. Sometimes, no. yeah, <laughs> dynamic, <laughs> yeah, demonic <laughs> influence that's happening because uh, Daniel gave us an insight into that when he was praying and and trying to get God's attention on something, and he said, "I was held back." The angel said, "I was held back by the prince of this this land." And I think you're uh, going to yeah. see some of the what we're talking about yeah. happening in your workplace, right? So and so is angry at so and so, but they're really in alliance with this other person. And but then you know you're yeah. going to see this on a global scale. You're going to see it on a national scale, and you're going to see it on your workplace, and you're going to see yeah. it in your neighborhood. Yeah. And you're going to see it in your house. You know, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's a lot of this is driven by, uh, by greed. Yes. I mean, back in the day, we used to think, you know, these wars were heroic. You know, when the U.S. went to World War II, it was an heroic war. We were fighting against evil. Uh, it's not that way anymore. We're fighting right. for land, for resources. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that we don't always think about when we're looking at these wars. And so when we talk about war now, it's not like for a heroic reason. It's usually something, there's an agenda that's and, always laced with it. Yeah, and I think that people have a natural um, inclination or a natural vibe inside of their heart that they're like, man, just something isn't right here. Yeah. Right? I, why are we doing this? You know, what? what is it that we're actually defending? And I think that, you know, we've seen evidence of that, you know, with the Vietnam War and how yeah. unclear it was. And yes, we're fighting against uh, communism, but it was just so confusing for people. They couldn't see the, you know, the clear defined lines. This is good. This is evil. And uh, because of that, then people get frustrated and, and chaos reigns. Yeah. I won't even get into my conspiracy theory about okay. the Ukraine, but uh, it has something to do with lithium. I'm just saying. Okay. Lithium mines that happen to be there. Mm. Just throwing it out there. I don't, I don't want to get started on anything. I, what, do, what do they say now? Um, back in the day, you know, a conspiracy would pop up every once in a while. It would take yeah. decades for it to be found out to be true or not true. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like before the evening news, that conspiracy has already been true. Yeah, right. We, <laughs> we know exactly what's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, if you're not finding it on the news, you can find it on the internet somewhere. Uh, so threats of war is a sign. And then we got to uh, signs of selfishness. Yes. That will be happening more. Uh, basically, lovers of self, mm-hmm. massive selfishness. Um, that is interesting, you know, because you see that ramping up so quickly within our culture. It seems like it's interesting depending on we have selfishness based on our own race. We have selfishness based on environmental issues that are going on. And everybody's out for themselves. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing because in the church we preach about, you know, should be selfless. Right. And the world's saying, find more ways to be selfish, you yes. know? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a crazy world we live in. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I like that. I like that just blatant quote from one of the movies, you know, greed is good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, uh, they don't care anymore. Right. 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 Uh, I, you know, I grew up, I, I mean, I, I love our country and I love what we do here, but you know, capitalism is not the idea of you create your own uh, future and destiny. And it's a good thing. Now it's like, get, grab everything you can, right? Mm -hmm. Find every way possible to grab what you want because that's what our, that's what should happen. And that is not necessarily the idea behind why this nation was created. It was freedoms to be whatever you needed to be, as opposed to now we're going to take whatever's free and we're going to take what you have for ours. Yeah. You know, um, the the babe the basics that we find in the Bible for the the system you know capitalism that we have um, are just ingrained deeply in Scripture yeah you know so that you work hard you're rewarded for that right. you know the Lord will bless you for that now with that blessing bless others right and right. that's where the breakdown is in our selfish selfish culture in our capitalistic culture is there's nothing wrong with ambition and trying right. hard and all those kind of things but when you stop using those resources and blessings to bless other people then greed takes over right, right? and then it doesn't matter what system that you're running if if god isn't ordained and running it it's gonna it's gonna have a collision course with with reality yeah yeah and we we were reading that uh the book on eight paradoxes uh in staff meeting yes and it's interesting to hear about all these great guys that uh are leaders in their fields or were leaders in their fields and the one that stood out to me was the uh, chick-fil-a story okay about how he started the Chick-fil-A uh, chicken sandwich and all this other stuff. But his core value was always to be uh, giving back to the community, mm -hmm. to make Sunday a, a day for people to go to their house of worship. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was interesting. That was a core value that he had. But it's interesting that that cultural shift, that corporate shift is happening, not only just with Chick-fil-A, but with all the corporations that started out that way with somebody that had a Judeo understanding of scripture they're moving into this idea. Well, you know, let's see if we can, you know, open up on Sunday. Let's see if we can do this. Let's, let's try to change it. Uh, trying to meet the culture where they're at, you know, and, uh, it's, it's difficult to, to find a lot of heroes anymore, but, uh, the church, this is where we can stand out and be highlighted in amongst the, the world. And I know in our culture here in the Harbor Light culture, in our church, we have a lot of business people that are just so giving yes that go beyond that they have fought against this idea of being selfish mm -hmm. and have begun to be way more selfless than yes. I, I think you'd find anywhere else All right yeah absolutely it's and a beautiful thing it is very beautiful and uh and the lord wants to bless that so they'll only be blessed more to be able to do that yeah i bl I, I just read the scripture and i'll be talking about it tonight at our service that uh, the Lord is a rewarder of those that do good and you'll receive a hundredfold in this life and in the next. Yeah. Right. So when you do things that bring honor and glory to God, he wants to bless you for that. He wants to reward you for that. And he's going to pull it over a hundred times more than what you've uh, given in this life yeah. and in the next. Yeah. So it's a wonderful promise. Uh, and then quickly, we talked about the signs of devastation, which is all these things about earthquakes and famine. And that was that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it was fun watching people's faces as I'm delivering the good news, right? Yeah, it's like you're hey, going to have earthquakes, famines, plagues, <laughs> right? And terrible things. And I loved when I was able to read the terrible things list, you know, that flood, fire, tornadoes, hurricanes, oh, hail, yeah. water shortages and contamination, heat waves, volcanoes, lightning, snow and ice, avalanches, power outages, red tide smoke and ash plumes Woo! yeah that just sounds like an exciting yeah, night there yeah. you go uh yeah the uh well the earthquake thing i was thinking about you know uh all the things that we see with these fault lines happening uh you know just be praying for california i'm yeah. just saying just yep. be praying for them there you go it's not, <laughs> it's not if but it when yeah when it's gonna happen um, and then finally you got to the last thing which you've repeated a few times in your series uh which is about the idea of things that we can look to and have confidence in. Yes. And uh, I wonder if you could just give us those things again so that we can encourage the people that are listening that it's not going to be all uh, doom and gloom. Yeah. Well, again, um, you know, it's going to be difficult for people that don't trust in Jesus, but those of us who love the Lord and follow in his ways and have made him the leader and the Lord of our lives, this is good news. Yeah. We can be confident in God's protection right? Yep. The Lord is my refuge in whom I trust and my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior. You save me from 
violence, and I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised so that I shall be saved from my enemies. Um, you know, so we can be confident. I love it. I wasn't able to talk about this on Sunday, but um, I love the fact that uh, when the plagues came against, you know, Egypt, yeah. you know, the Israelites were living right there in Goshen. They're, they're living right there, yeah. you know, but the plagues did not hit the Israelis, yeah. the, the, the Jewish people, yeah. the Israelites. It didn't hit them. It hit the nation of Egypt around them. That's yeah. our supernatural God. He yeah. can he can make it so it's going to, you know, these things can be devastating, but also you can find protection in the middle of yeah. that storm. That's the God that we serve. Next, um, then we can be confident in God's pardon to realize that um, God is not interested in our sacrifices of, uh, you know, you know, tearing our clothes. That was the big idea. Yeah. Don't, don't tear your clothes, right? To show how, how mournful you are, how, how sad or sorry you are. Tear your hearts. Yeah. You know, that's, you, you said it earlier, you know, we want internal work, right? Yeah. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. The Lord wants your heart, give him your heart and you're going to find, um, his pardon. And then we have a uh, confidence in God's, uh, you know, perspective. Yeah. He has a plan. He is working that plan. He's been working it from the beginning. Yeah. You know, the opening lines of the Bible are already pointing to the fact that he sees the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. He knows what he's doing. He's working his plan. Um, he's been patient. He will continue to be patient. But at the same time, um, he is going to exercise judgment against evil yeah. and uh, in, the, in, the, in the evildoers. And so we can be confident in his perspective. Look, the Lord... Uh, God's home is now among his people, and he will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. You know, from the very beginning, God created a garden, put two people in it, and he wanted to spend time with them every day in the garden. In the end of time, in the end of all of this, he's going to spend his time in the city of God with yeah. us 24-7. And, and so we can be confident in his perspective. We also want to be confident in his provision. Okay, this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. You know, we, we we have all lived through a pandemic for the past three years. We have seen God's wonderful hand of provision, and I don't believe it was because our government handed out trillions of dollars. Right. I believe that his hand of provision has been on us, and um, it's going to continue to happen even in the midst of, uh, you know, inflation and all those other things. You're going to see his hand of provision come upon you and upon your life, and we can be confident in the fact that he is the one that sustains us. And uh, so those are some of the things. Um, my big closing, my big closing point from every week has been when you can read the word and know what's coming, yeah. then you can be a responder and not a reactor. And I got a little download in the middle of my message this last week that uh, you know first responders are heroes that we have, right? Yeah. Because they've gotten their personal affairs in order, yeah. And now they're able to go from that to help somebody else. So they're a first responder. Yeah. But then you have a nuclear reactor. Right. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to be a nuclear reactor. We don't want somebody reacting emotionally because of the bad things that are going on because they can't see it coming. The Lord right. gave us all of this so we could see it coming, be ready to be used powerfully by him and be a reactor, not a re no, be a responder, not a reactor. Yeah. Okay. So that that's been super, super fun to be able to bring that. What what i what I find happening, and I'm sure it's happens with you as well. When you're speaking and you're doing a series, mm -hmm. um, little phrases, little ideas will start to be fleshed out even as you're going. And you're not yeah. you're not necessarily focusing on that in your preparation time, but the Lord's using it in the pulpit, in the moment. Yeah. And uh so this uh, you know, react, don't respond has been something that has kind of come to the surface, a little cream come to the surface and yeah. you stir and churn that butter. I like how you use the term. I, I, I think I learned it from you was the downloading. Yeah. I like that term, you know, when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you is downloading. Downloading yeah. in real time. Yeah. Real time as you're going on. So, yeah. So we don't have to be uh, totally um, uh, afraid or it even said that one of the scriptures that you were talking about to not tremble. Why would you tremble in this? Because you have uh, a God who's watching out for you. And, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking about uh, all the businesses that are in our church, mm -hmm. I don't think any of them closed due to the due to uh, the thing that we can't talk about. Right. I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know um, any of them that did. Yeah. And I think uh, they just kept uh, pressing in. As uh, so a matter of fact, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we had a couple of businesses. We had a, we had a cleaning business, 
uh, people that clean businesses as well as houses. Yeah. And um, they came in at the beginning of the thing that we can't talk about. Right. And they started handing out uh, sanitizing wipes. Oh, wow. And spray down stuff. They were at the end of our parking lot. And we had hundreds of cars come through to oh, receive wow. some of those things. And that business has flourished yeah. because they honored God. They looked to him to be the provision in the midst of that thing we can't talk about. Yeah, right. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful testimony to people that took a different view of mm-hmm. what was happening and said, no, 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 no. You know, we're going to honor God in the midst of this. And, and God's honoring them now. Yes. Their businesses are flourishing. They're, they're doing what God called them to do to begin with. And I just think it's a wonderful testimony. Well, we uh, are going to have to wrap it up. We're, we're running over, but um, we just definitely wanted to, to uh, touch base on all these things because they're so important. And then uh, this Sunday, we're going to wrap it up with Hunter talking about persecution. Yep. Um, that's going to be good. So mm-hmm. make sure that you're here with your paper Bible and ready to go pens. Absolutely. Cause he's going to give you one of those sermons where you're going to walk away and go, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's the young guys, you know, they got all the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get up there and they got all the energy. Well, that's it for us. Thank you again for spending time with us on more podcasts. Remember to uh, send your, your answer to the question, who died after being eaten by worms in the Bible, send it to Harbor light or, uh, <laughs> Harbor Light Bible Trivia at gmail.com. Harbor Light Bible Trivia at gmail.com. And uh, let us know what you're thinking. We'll talk to you later. God bless. Bye bye. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now. 